0: what's up, everybody? This is Colby Wood with the Medical Sales Certification Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk the fight or flight response and how that is uh, related or relevant to medical sales on a day-to-day basis. So what I wanted to quickly start with, if you guys aren't familiar with the fight or flight response, or if you are, just give you a quick, uh, quick background, quick summary on the fight or flight response. This is, in layman's terms, kind of an automated response that human beings and animals have to stress anxiety or the unknown. Um, so I think the unknown is a better way to put it where if if we think about what our ancestors went through, you know the hunter-gatherers of our past, if, if you' if you're a person out hunting for food and in the bushes you hear a noise you don't know if that is a squirrel, or if it's a bear, let's say. And so what your body does as a response to that noise, that noise is essentially saying, we don't know what's over there, but it could be deadly or it could be no big deal. But your body, you can't tell. So you have a fight or flight response. That's kind of where it comes from. If it's a squirrel, you can stand there and fight, right? You're going to be, you're going to be fine against a squirrel, but if it's a bear, you're going to get destroyed. And so you, you would want to implore or employ a a flight response To that scenario, but it's essentially when when you are encountering the unknown, you're going to have an increase in stress. You're going to have an increase in uh, cortisol or uh, cortisol levels. You're going to have an increase in adrenaline because your body is essentially preparing for battle, so to speak, both literally and figuratively. You know, fortunately in our day and age, it's not that often that we're actually physically in battle. Uh, you know, most people, myself included, I haven't, you know, been in battle per se, but but I have certainly experienced the fight or flight response in some kind of less extreme ways. But it's still there. And so I think that, I think that people in sales or sa- sales professionals, where they haven't thought about it or that it's just not top of mind for them, um, underappreciate the reality of the fight or flight response in human beings. Like this is not something, yeah, it's been around for a long time. And yeah, in our day and age, we aren't encountering a fight or flight response on a, on a routine basis from a, uh, life or death situation. But for sure, that's still a program in our minds, in our bodies that's ingrained in all of us. And we go through it on a daily basis. It's any anytime that it's the unknown that we're going to be encountering, or we're going to have that fight or flight response. And so when we, when I'm, kind of thinking about this from a medical sales perspective and and what my approach is is that especially when you're going in cold cold calling on customers a cold call puts your customer in a fight-or-flight response now obviously it's not a deadly situation it's not it's not a bear and a squirrel but it's you are the unknown person walking in the door they don't recognize you they're going to say, who is this person? What do they want? What do they have for me? What are they going to ask for me? If I'm a gatekeeper, how do I keep this person from getting back to the person that I'm protecting? They're going through all those things in their mind subconsciously. This is not, this is not a decision that they make. This is happening automatically. And so that's why it's so important for sales reps to somewhat disarm that automated response. Because when your customers are going through that and they have high stress, high anxiety, high adrenaline, and they're, they're essentially in fight or flight mode, you don't want them to get into the fight mode. You don't want them to respond to you as though you're the bear, literally and figuratively speaking. That's not going to be a good scenario for you. You're not going to be able to move forward with those customers. Like they're going to shut you down. And so when we're thinking about it from a medical sales perspective, or really, I guess I should say a sales perspective in general. When you're going in cold calling on a customer, you've got to disarm that fight or flight response. Now, if if it's a customer that you've already been on, been to, or seen, right there's there's a fami- familiarity bias. Let's say that would help disarm the fight or flight response, which is why if you go cold call multiple times or you've interacted with people or they've, you know, you've got third party data, you know, Hey, so-and-so I know so-and-so and and this is, they told me to reach out to you. There are different tactics that you can use to try to reduce that fight or flight response or the, the big barrier that you're going up against when you're cold calling. Um, but ultimately you're still, you're going to be dealing with that first and foremost, when you walk into an unknown environment. And so what I what I want to get across is that it's more important to communicate first and foremost that you're not going to be doing anything to this customer or asking something of the customer that they're not going to be ready for. You don't want to give them surprises, right? Now, I, I, I think about my wife. She always says, you know, I'd love if you'd be more you'd surprise me more often or be a little bit more unpredictable right well the the thing about that is people love surprises but they only love, su- love the surprises that they like right like like she'd love if i if more often i would surprise her with flowers right when she comes home or if if i would surprise her with uh you know a trip to to a beach location for a vacation right well she'd love those surprises but you're not going to love the surprise that when you go out to your car in the morning and you try to start it up and the battery's dead. Like, that's a surprise that you don't want. So not all surprises are good. And so when you're when you're thinking about psychologically what your customers are going through when you're cold calling on them, they're going through those psych- psychological battles. They don't know what's happening. This is a su- quote-unquote surprise to them. Now They may see a bunch of sales reps and so they may be maybe somewhat um, less impacted or immune to it a little bit, but they're still going through the surprise factor of, I don't know who this is. I don't know what they want. And how am I going to handle this? And they're going to be, they're going to have kind of a heightened sense of alertness and awareness about what's going on. And so, you know, I, I bring that up because, um, you know, I think there's, there's a lack of appreciation for, you've got to be able to handle that. Take the, take the, um, um, kind of the adrenaline down, reduce the situation, reduce the uncertainty or the variability in what your customer is experiencing from your end. And so there are different things you can do. Hey, look, you know, I know, I know you guys are busy. I'm not here to sell you anything, da da da, da, and go on with your spiel. Or, you know, having a big smile and and making it clear that you're not going to come in there asking for something that they're not prepared for, or that you're not going to take up a bunch of their time, right? A lot of people one of the biggest things that, that they don't wanna do is waste time. And you're gonna be walking in there as the unknown person and and they're gonna say, Well, you know, if I if I talk to you or if I consider giving you a chance to have a conversation about your product or your service or if I consider sending you back to this person that I'm the gatekeeper for, you know, how much time are you gonna waste of ours? right? That's a big question that they're all going to have. And that's part of the fight or flight response. Like what are the expectations here? I don't know you. I don't know if you're going to be somebody that's going to waste five, 10, 30 minutes of my time, right? And so what I would say to you is that you've got to put the customer in a position or a place mentally where they're not going to be unexpected. They're not going to get unexpected by something that you do or don't do. They're going to, they're going to be comfortable and confident that you're going to respect their time You're respecting their position. You're respecting that you came in unannounced and that you're not going to uh, be somebody that they, they should be fearf- fearful of or try to protect their, you know, their their customer, their surgeon of, you know, they don't need to protect that person that they're being the gatekeeper for. And, and you can do that in a number of ways. And I mentioned a few thus far, but it ultimately comes down to creating an environment that they are, that they feel in control, right? You're walking in unannounced. The problem that salespeople run into is they, they don't allow the customer to be in control of the situation where they think they're going to run the show, the sales rep that is. They think they are in the position of power and they're going to control the conversation and whatnot. And here's, here's kind of where I'm going with this or what I'm trying to paint. The picture I'm trying to paint for you is that You've got people that are more aggressive and that are just going to take more of a push through, push through the barriers approach versus somebody that's going to be a little bit more in, I, what I don't want this to come off as is passive or not having, not being aggressive to try to, to move your product or service. But what I am trying to communicate is that from my perspective, I believe that I'm going to get more yeses from customers overall because I put them in a scenario where they are comfortable and confident with me that I'm not going to waste their time, that I'm not somebody to be um, afraid of, I'm not somebody to have a fight or flight response mechanism toward, that I'm going to put them in a position where they could say no to me, where uh, where I'm not going to over push my product, where I'm not going to try to be sly and sneaky and say, Oh no, no, no. I don't want to talk to you about anything. It's just, I'm here just to service you. And that's all. And then the second that they let me in the back door, now I'm just, you know, pitching my product immediately. I don't want that. I don't want my customers to think that way about me. And I truly believe that I'm going to get more yeses in the long term from customers that value me, that trust me, that I'm not gonna do that to them. And so, you know, that's that essentially is what I want to kind of communicate and paint a picture for you on is that consider consider the fact that your customers are going through this fight or flight response. And it's imperative that you lower the intensity of that response in your customers. Like if if they see you and they immediately think fight or flight with you. Like you're going to be somebody that is always pain a pain in the butt to them. You're always going to be asking for something from them. You're always going to be pitching your product or you're coming in unannounced and your first, you know, 30 seconds with them or minute with them tells them clearly that you are not somebody that actually understands and cares about their business and gets what they're going through on a daily basis that you, you know, you don't acknowledge the fact that you just interrupted what they're doing or that they've got other things going on and that you're the center of attention. You don't want that situation, you don't want the situation to be like that. And so that's that's why in my mind it's so vital that sales reps appreciate the physiology of what's actually going on in the customer's mind and in their head. And you've got to help put them in a scenario ultimately, you know, I think the best way I could describe it is put them in a scenario where they are comfortable telling you no, and that might sound unintuitive, right? It might sound like, well, I don't want my customer to tell me no, and obviously you don't want that, but like I had said before, I believe, and in my experience, I have gotten more yeses from customers because they trust me, and they value me, and they know that they could actually tell me, like, ultimately, I need the customer to be honest with me, you need your customers to be honest with you. You need them to be able to be candid with you about what works for them and what doesn't work for them. About, yes, they like your product or no, they don't like your product, right? And it's okay to have a customer says, you know, I like you, I'd like to support you, but I'm going to use somebody else's product because I think it's, I think it's actually better product. Well, first and foremost, like find a different company if that's the situation. But number two, you probably have more than one product to sell. And if, if that's the case, then capitalize on the other products that you sell. You know, find a different product for that customer. If they truly like you and want to work with you, and it's just a product standpoint, find a different product for them. You know, find one that's at a minimum equivalent to what they're currently using. You're probably going to be able to get that business. But I've, I've had more success putting, by putting customers in a scenario where they can tell me no. And I think that, you know, it comes down to one of the earlier podcasts that we've done is talking about personality typing. There are certain personality types, and it's, I think it's less common from the end user in our space, the surgeon, but there are certain personality types, and especially I would say um, in administrative roles or uh, operating room nurses um, or OR directors, things like that. If, if, If those people the, the typical kind of scale up or, or stepping stones for those positions, they're registered nurses most of the time. And so it's already somebody that has a personality type of service and giving. Like if you're a registered nurse, you're most likely going to have the personality type that you like to give to others. You like to, uh, self-sacrifice and self-service to others, right? That's, that's kind of your nature. That's kind of your, your motto if you're going to become a registered nurse, right? Um, And the problem with that is most of those personality types struggle to say no to other people. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want to make you feel bad. They don't want you to have a negative opinion of them, etc. And so they they struggle to tell you no as the rep because they don't want to disappoint you, they don't want to hurt your feelings, whatever it may be. I've been more successful, and what I would encourage you to consider is that you're going to be more successful influencing those types of people and persuading those types of people to work with you, if you can put them in an environment where they feel comfortable to say no to you, that they know that you're not going to, they're not going to hurt your feelings. They're not going to ruin the relationship. They're not going to have something negative happen. They're not going to feel terrible telling you no. And it's your responsibility as the rep. It's my responsibility as the rep to put them in that environment, to tell them, Hey, look, if this doesn't work for you, it's totally fine. Like, I get it. I want to make this a win-win situation. If this is or is not the product or service for you, you can tell me, no, that's cool. There's a lot of other things that we do that we could work with you on that may be a better fit if this doesn't work for you. But if it does, that's great. You know, those types of communications to people in those scenarios that have that personality type goes a long way, goes a long way with developing trust and confidence between you and that individual. And so that's that's really um, you know, it's kind of a roundabout way of, of getting to this idea. But what I want you to think about is the fight or flight response in medical sales, it's vital for you to take that down a notch in your customer's mind. You don't want them when you walk in the door to have a super high response, you know, kind of aggressive fight response or flight response. They're just gonna shut you down immediately. How do you in the first thirty seconds or a minute take that down a notch? and get them to think critically, and and move them out of kind of this automated response to get them in conversation with you. Hey, look, I am a normal person. I'm not here to waste your time. I'm not going to waste whoever, you know, whoever the customer is that you're trying to protect or be the gatekeeper of. I'm not going to waste their time. I understand you're busy. I'm not going to ask you to do something you're not interested in doing. All those types of things, all that type of communication takes the scale or the intensity down a notch so that you can actually get into conversation with your uh, customers. All right. So I hope that made sense for you guys. I hope you can kind of grasp where I'm coming from there. I think it's, I think it's important. I, I don't think it's talked about very often. And, and I think it's extremely valuable for, uh, for medical sales reps to understand the fight or flight response and, and what their customers are going through on a daily basis, especially when they're cold calling on customers that they've never met before. All right.